You have no idea how often I hear from a stepmom or a dad that their therapist or their marriage counselor or their psychologist has been advising them on how to fix problems in their stepfamily from a place of such spectacular misunderstanding of the real dynamics in this new kind of family. I just have to SMH, as the kids say. So I'm going to tell you how to set your counselor straight. Hi there, I'm Tracy, and this is the Essential Stepmom Podcast, your source of unconventional advice and inspiration for the womanly art of raising someone else's kids. Is it really an art? You bet. Nobody pops out of the womb with an instinct for step parenting. It's something you practice and get better at, like anything else. And if you found this podcast, it means you're smart enough to look for someone who's been practicing the moves for a long time to stand in your corner and coach you through it. I'll share my wins, my missteps, and my analysis of what worked for my family over the last 14 years and why it could work for you too. If you like this stuff, don't forget to subscribe. And you can get more of me at EssentialStepmom.com. Firstly, Let me be clear that I don't impute any ill motives to these uninformed professionals, and many of them really do give good advice. But lots of them don't seem to realize that working with step-parents or re-partnered parents is a specialty that requires some particular training. They aren't even aware that they're practicing outside of their skills and competencies, which is something they agreed not to do when they signed their professional code of ethics. So the first thing you should always be asking is if your professional helper has some competency in the area of working with step families. It's a must. I'll just interject here that I'm not a licensed counselor or a therapist and I don't pretend to do that job. I'm actually an energy worker and a stepmom and I've spent a few years figuring out why the regular family strategies don't work, and learning how to talk about what does work instead. Many of you are having good results just doing what I suggest from this podcast without even working with me, which is amazing, because I can't actually work one-on-one with even the few hundred of you who are regular listeners. So if you find yourself working with someone who's telling you things like, you should try harder to like your partner's kids, or you should do even more things as a family together, or you should just put your marriage first and the rest will sort itself out, they are operating under the delusion that the advice they give people in regular first families is going to work for you. Because a family is a family, right? I mean, parents and kids, how hard can it be? Here's the thing. Whatever you hope your step family is going to look like, I'm about to tell you, that you're never going to get that. Okay, I really just said that. You are never going to get the family of your dreams. And I'm not trying to make you cry here, but the family of your dreams is based on something that nature has etched into your DNA. Family is a very deep, primitive, even a tribal thing. We all have family. It's necessary. It's our fundamental social unit. But nature doesn't know shit about divorce. And it definitely doesn't know a thing about 
judicial codes or joint physical custody or child support schedules or co-parenting apps or contempt of court or parental alienation. Nature is way behind the eight ball on this. We've been coded with a deep desire for a certain kind of family. And that blueprint has stopped working out for many, many of us. Our desire for self-actualization has taken us into a territory that nature hasn't yet readied for our arrival. We have to let go of what we're dreaming about in order to get a family that's beyond our wildest dreams. I can tell you that my family is beyond what I could ever have imagined, and it sure as hell didn't start out like that. I got together with a guy who had little kids that lived in another city, and he visited them once a week. And I ended up with teenagers living with me full-time, who have grown on me in ways that I can't even describe. Even my, my own daughter is fully invested in her step-siblings. In fact, her little stepbrother has been living on her couch for four months this summer, and they're actually loving their time together. This all didn't just happen. We created it with intention and a lot of hard work. Here's what those counselors don't know. It's all about energetics. There's a concept called orders of love that comes from the world of family constellation therapy. You can look that up if you like. I'll, I'll actually drop a link in the show notes and you can read up a bit on it if you're interested. But orders of love means that prior connections take precedence over later ones. That's why the marriage relationship is thought to have some kind of priority over the relationship of the child to the parent. It's because the parents were connected before the kid came along. I mean, that's how nature operates. And that's why the strength of a marriage is so influential on the development of the child. But in a step family, it's all upside down. The parents and their children were connected before the parent and his or her new partner. Whatever you do, you can't change this energetic reality. The kids and the parents were together before the parent and the new partner, who is you. The quality of the marriage means nothing to the children. In fact, many of them delight in trashing the marriage. And that's why 60 to 70% of second marriages with kids don't last. And you know what? It only gets worse from there. 70 to 80% of third marriages with kids end up in the toilet. The kids have a kind of power that nobody understands or can deal with. It's not a problem of Disney dads or wicked stepmoms or high-conflict bio-moms. It's a lack of understanding of the orders of love. So, how do you get around this? Well, the first thing is to latch on to something in nature that you can work with to your advantage. And that is the second family. We are absolutely wired to belong to a second family. This is what happens when we get married. We join a new family. And after getting to know all the players, we feel like we belong there more or less. Maybe not exactly in the way that we belong to our family of origin, but we can relax and have loving relationships there. We're wired to feel okay about joining another family. 
So you can make a new family. If you're a dad, then you intentionally create a new family with your new partner and the two of you invite your children to join you there. Not with like engraved invitations or something like that. It's an energy thing. You use tools like routine and rhythm in your home and new family rituals. You anchor the new family feeling with totems in your home like framed photos of fun activities or holidays, new decorations, uh, step family meetings where everyone gets to feel like they matter in this family. I actually did a whole live video about this in my Facebook groups last week. So you can reach out to me if you would like to watch that video off social media. I have it up on Vimeo and I can send you a link. Um, I'll give you my contact information at the end here. If you're a stepmom, you can do lots of the legwork of making this happen, like planning the family outings, making sure someone takes a picture once in a while, doing the little crafts like framing the pictures or making those signature muffins. But the main thing you have to do is unplug your maternal instinct. Your maternal instinct is like some kind of crazy GPS that will send you to your death with bad directions. That happens, you know. In the desert, like in Nevada and Arizona, people actually follow their GPS down a road that turns into a dirt path that goes nowhere, and then they get lost and run out of gas, and sometimes they actually die. The state troopers call this death by GPS. Your maternal instinct is actually useless to you in a step family. That's another thing the counselors don't know. They think that you're not being maternal enough. Nothing could be farther from the truth. The more you tread on that mother territory, the more you risk igniting the dreaded loyalty bind in a child, which is where they realize that they've kicked their own mother out of the nest to make room for you in their heart. And then they hate themselves for it, and they want to punish themselves. And what better way to punish themselves than to get someone else to punish them because they're just a terrible child anyway? You're probably getting the picture by now. Be an auntie, be a mentor, a fairy godmother, be the mom next door. Any one of those can be a cherished, beloved person. You can be the best thing that ever happened to them, but you don't want to be the mom. If this idea hurts you, if you're feeling hurt hearing me say this, because you're so, so hoping to be like a mom to these children who you love, then you need to look at what you're asking of them. You're asking this child or these kids to take care of your emotional needs, to do something that's hard for them in order to make you feel happy or fulfilled or whatever it is that you feel. And this is ultimately no different than how you might complain that their mom abuses them with some kind of emotional blackmail. We all have to deal with our own inner needs as adults with all the adult tools that we have available to us. So some of you are probably hating me right now, but I hope you'll listen to the end anyway. It's true that it might be a significant grief for you to give up on feeling like a mom, but I promise you that the joy 
of being in authentic relationship with your stepkids is a thousand times more wonderful than whatever pretend performance you all fall into. If you're grieving, I'm right here for you. You are an amazing person with a lot to give. And if you have stepkids, you want a mother? I can show you how to give everything to them in a way that they can actually allow themselves to receive. And how much nicer would that be than being constantly rejected until you can't stand it anymore? The way to help your kids receive what you want to give them is to see to it that they're getting whatever they need from their dad first. When they have their dad bucket filled, whatever that means for them, time, attention, boundaries, limits, physical play, guidance, then they're open to being in connection with someone else, like you. They'll have no problem being as close as you want them to be when they know that that won't get in the way of getting what they need from their dad or involve throwing their mom out of the nest. I'm going to close by sharing another little piece of this that I've just realized. By nature, it's always a mother who brings a child into the world, quite literally. And if we don't consider modern things like alternative food sources, she is their only source of food until that child has teeth and can eat whatever the others are eating. So mother energy, or let's call it the mother function, is all about the early years of life. Now the father function is equally essential for bringing the child into adulthood, for walking the child over the threshold of maturity and into the world, figuratively speaking. The father function is about courage and charisma and competition and drive and excellence. It's about leadership and overcoming inertia or fear that would block a child from developing their gifts and their potential. And I think this is why the parental alienation online forums are overwhelmingly filled with grieving mothers who have lost their children to a terrible divorce, even though statistically it's dads who are way more often alienated. The dads have nature on their side. Kids have a drive to reconnect with their dad as they get older. They need their dad to usher them into maturity at whatever age that happens for them. The dads tend to win in the end. And it's why I don't work with alienated moms. I don't know how to help them, but I know exactly how to lead the dads and their kids right out of high conflict hell once and for all. I don't have anything against the moms. I actually know a few moms who really lost all contact with their kids because of parental alienation. And I feel for them, but I seriously don't know how to help them. Nature is a bitch sometimes. Anyway, if you'd like to see my video from last week about making a new family, you can reach me at info at essentialstepmom.com. And if you know a dad, or if you are a dad, who's ready to pry open the jaws of high conflict and free his kids, his new relationship, his finances, and even his own self-esteem, we should talk because I have a tool for that and it's called Undeletable Dad. 
I'll tell you up front, the investment for this six-month one-to-one coaching container is not for the faint of heart, but the return on this investment is off the charts. Email me at info at essentialstepmom.com or jump straight into a call with me with the link bit.ly slash calltracy. That's bit.ly slash calltracy, all caps. I'll be very glad to give you all the info you need so you can decide whether I'm the person with the solution you've been looking for. Thanks for listening. See you next week.